we've had this unbelievable reaction to an email I was sent yesterday about a woman who's struggling to find or help her son who's in his 20s, a graduate, uh, who just cannot get into the workforce because he, well, she, largely down to the fact that she's blaming it on the fact that he has Asperger's syndrome and he's judged in interview or just it's it just hasn't worked out for him. And lots of other people have written in about their children, their adult children who've graduates or post-leaving cert who are struggling to get into the workforce. And uh, one such woman now is a, a mother. Neve joins me on the phone. Hi, Neve. Hi, Brendan. How are you? I really appreciate you taking the time to, to call us. Thank you so much. Now, you have a, a grown son who has Asperger's syndrome and he's applied for jobs. Is that right? Can you tell us a bit about him? I do, yeah. So um, my son will be 24 in January. Yeah. Um, he was diagnosed when he was eight. Um, so yeah, he, he graduated June 12 months ago and did really, really well. Got a 1-1 one, one degree and then started, well, he took a little bit of time, did a bit of, you know, took the summer off and then started looking for work. Um, and he wasn't, he was looking at both ends of the, of the spectrum. So he was looking for work in his field, but he was also happy to take a kind of a minimum wage job you know, until something came up. Yeah. But unfortunately, very little, to be honest. Um, he applied for about 60 jobs. He maybe got 10 interviews. Um, and out of that came two things. One was an unpaid internship and the other was a Christmas job in a shop, but just because he knew somebody there. Um, and otherwise, it's rejection after rejection after rejection. Um, so, yeah, it's tough. Right, OK. So... Um, did you struggle to get supports for him in when he was in school? No, no. School was was a completely different story. I mean, I we were lucky where we were living um, when he was eight. That there was a lot of support actually around at that time. I'm not sure it's as good anymore. But when he was in school, um, he's 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 highly intelligent, very capable. He didn't need an SNA. He just needed resource hours in the school and, you know, a little bit of accommodation in terms of maybe sitting up the front of the class so that he was closer to the teacher and, you know, yeah. being allowed to go out if he needed a little break away from, you know, if things got too much for him or whatever. Um, and while he's in school, so I, I kind of equipped myself with as much knowledge as I could. I went to lots of different courses and I got as much information as I could to help him through school. That was okay. If there was a problem in school, I could go to the school. I could yeah. speak to the principal. I could speak to the resource teacher. I could say, we're having this issue. What do we do about this? That was primary school, secondary school. Even when he went to college, he had a support yeah. person there. Um, I'd kind of know if he was struggling. And I'd say, I think it's time for you to contact your support person. And he'd do that. And then we'd talk about it. And what do they say? And what's the plan? And, you know, yeah. if there's anything I can do. But then when he goes looking for a job, you can't go with him. You can't go with him for an interview. You can't get on to an employer and say, it. And I think what we're identifying this here, is my Niamh, son, he's brilliant, yeah, yeah. but he needs this support. This generation of parents have figured out, for the most part, uh, the supports they need and not they're obviously not always there. But now it's yeah. the, the, this balancing act between minding him and wanting to give him his independence, yeah? And also exactly, then... Yeah, exactly, exactly. When you have to let go of his hand, right? So yeah, it's now... Yeah. Oh, I think well, right. Yeah, go on, sorry. Uh, sorry, as I was saying to your researcher earlier, you never stop being a parent, you never stop supporting them, you never stop advocating for them, but you can't do it 
openly when they're an adult. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they have, they, you can't, as I said, you can't hold their hand and go with them to an interview. That is up to them. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, yeah, it, it's just, yeah, it's tough because so, you can support them at home, but you can't support them out there. Yeah, and instinctively, like our, 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 our adult nature is to try and find solutions, right? That's just what we try and do exactly. as, as caring yeah, humans in the yeah, world. Uh, yeah, it, but you can't, yeah. you can only do so much now and you've pretty much done all you can do. So now well, I would this say, is it. yeah. So do, do you think what I'm what I'm trying what I'm trying to get around to is in a way it's almost like it's the responsibility of employers now to take up the gauntlet with people, you know, to to be on the other side of that door now and understand that people are neurodiverse, you know. Yeah, yeah. You see, I, I I'm not I'm not sure. You see, like I'm not obviously at interviews with my son when he's going, but I I think there's a couple of issues. Um, so I spoke to him last night and I said, look, I might be on the radio tomorrow. What do you want me to say? So some of the issues are that, you know, with Asperger's, people can be a little socially awkward. Mm-hmm. So maybe they don't come across properly in an interview situation. Do you know, the, the regular interview maybe doesn't suit them. Um, they're definitely very, and very, very honest. Also, they, also... Like my son cannot lie. It's also important to say so, the interview interview is ne- is ne- nerve-wracking for everybody. <laughs> Exactly. You know, Absolutely. it's difficult for everyone. But even more so, I yeah. think. Yeah, even more so. Um, yeah, my son is very honest. So, you know, if if an interviewer says, you know, will you be able to do X, Y, or Z? You know, you or I will say, oh, of course we can. And we'll figure it out. But he's going to say, well, actually, I might have a problem with that. Do you know what I mean? That they're so honest yeah. that maybe they're not portraying themselves as well as they could. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, it is, yeah, it's, it's. I don't. I don't know how else to put it, but it's just hard, and it's hard to see him being knocked back again and again and again, and seeing, you know, people of his own age going out and doing things and getting jobs. Now, like my son is fantastic. He's brilliant. He's highly intelligent. He keeps himself busy. He volunteers. He, you know, he does courses. He's he's not sitting around at home moping. But at the same time, he sees, he doesn't see any progress for himself, you know, in terms of a career. Yeah, I Getting can, that first step on the ladder is, is hard. I can hear your frustration. So you think, and you're right, obviously, but employers are missing out on, on the his unique qualities that he can bring to a Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Asperger's people in general, they're very moralistic. They're very honest. They're very loyal. If you give them a chance, they will absolutely you know, be an asset to any organisation. But it's just getting over that first stumbling block, you know, and and, and, and giving them the chance. Giving them the chance. That's the phrase, I think, yeah. What would you say to the mother who wrote the email to me at the start of the week? Well, I'd say I just, I I, I feel for her. I know exactly what she's going through. I understand completely. Um, It's not easy. And I agree with her. You know, we struggled when they were young, when when they get the diagnosis and you're trying to say, okay, how does this affect not just the child, but it affects the whole family. And how do you work through that? And you do all of that. You get them through school, you get them through college, and you think, that's it. Job done. Not job done. You know, um, so I understand and I empathise with it completely. The, uh, the only thing I can say is, um, like, you have to keep reaching out. Um, so, like, my son, he would have got in touch with the ETB. Um, that's the, I don't know what their full title is, sorry. Um and he would have met with a career guidance counsellor there who talked him through different options. He contacted another organisation 
that um, did interview skills with him. You know, you just have to keep plugging away. And the ECB and is, to... is the Education Training Board, yeah? That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and they give a free service. Well, they certainly do where, where we're living, a free service where he went, you know, four or five times. They did kind of test with him to see what areas he should be looking at, the, or recommended places he should contact and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So you just have to keep plugging away. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's hugely disheartening. And hard work, you Listen, know, and it's, it's it's very hard work for you, 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 the, the person themselves and the pe- people supporting them. Yeah. Listen, you don't know the uh, um, the effect that this phone call will have on so many parents listening to this. So you're very brave to make this call and, t- and thank your son as well for us, please. And I think we just tipped the iceberg, but we might be starting a very positive conversation going Absolutely. forward. So well, well done, I hope Niamh. so. I hope so. And I hope there's employers out there listening um, so who maybe will take a chance on one of these kids and say, you know, yeah. you're not going to make a bad decision by taking on somebody like Thanks, this. Thanks, Neve. Best of luck and we'll stay in touch. Thank you. Let's take a break.